This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and 920-1260 and 1420-AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. It's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. We have two coaches here today, two life coaches, both of whom would love to hear from you for free. Not bad, right? Our first guest is Sherry Sterling Fernandes, and her book is called Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. If you had just been looking at her life and childhood and early years, you might not have bet on the fact that one day she would have it all. But she knew she would, and she did it with her love, who she met at 19 years old. They're still together. Happily married 44 years this year. Wow, that's amazing. And you got married very, very young, and you had a bunch of kids, right? Pretty young. I got married at 22 and we had six kids. I have 21 grandchildren. How has your life journey affected how and what you taught your own kids? Well, you know, you make a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you try really hard to hope that your children will not make the same mistakes. So I think what more what I did that affected the way I taught my children was I made sure that their lives were stable. My life was not stable growing up, so I made sure that our home was a happy home, and my marriage was a really good marriage and happy, and that they, that there was love in our home, and we did. We had a very loving home, very close family. Our kids were happy in our home. If you didn't grow up with that, how did you know how to create it? It wasn't easy, Casey. I had to figure it out because obviously my parents were not a good examples of the kind of marriage, especially that I wanted. My mother had been married five times, you know, my dad four, so <laughs> I didn't really see any role models, and so I just started reading and thinking and seeing what made sense to me and applying the things that, that did make sense to me. And I started reading marriage books. When I started to get married, I thought, how, how do I do this? I'd not planned to get married because my own parents' marriage was so bad. But then I you fall in love with a guy. And, you know, what are you going to do? So I just started reading everything I get my hands on. I looked around for things that I admired in other marriages. I didn't see very many, to be honest. It's amazing. You know, you dug in deep and then you became, of all things, a, a fitness coach, right? Well, let me just back up a little bit. The thing about the marriage is, I don't know why I felt like this or where this came from, but and even as a child, but especially once I got married, I just wanted, if I was going to get married, I wanted the best marriage possible. I was going to have the family, I was going to have the best family possible. I was going to have the best body possible. I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do without exceeding on my finances. I didn't necessarily want a lot of stuff in particular, but I wanted to do what I wanted to do and have enough money to do it. And I'd missed my education. So I wanted to, to be educated. And so I just went to work. I just thought I could have it all, and I did. I I thought it was possible, and if I worked hard enough and I did the right things, I could have it all. Beautiful marriage, beautiful family, beautiful income, beautiful lifestyle. And, of course, it took some time because we started with nothing. Uh, It took some while, but I I have those things. You know, I am loving this story. We're talking to Sherry Sterling Fernandes, although it's pronounced Fernandes, it's spelled Fernandez. This is a Portuguese thing, you tell me, right, Sherry? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So if people look for 
the book, look for Fernandez, but, you know, when you want to feel like she's your friend, know that it's pronounced Fernandez. Um, I love that. And then a lot of people are thinking, man, I wish, I wish that happened to me. People may be thinking that, you know, they grew up with less than, but didn't see that it was possible to have the best of everything. What put that into you? Do you think you were born with that? I don't know for sure. When, uh, when, when our lives were more, most chaotic, I was a little girl. I was, you know, they, my parents divorced when I was seven, then eight, nine, ten, and I wandered a lot and thought a lot. I don't know. I, I was a thinker from an early age, but I was alone a lot. Even though I had three sisters, I was just sort of alone a lot. And I thought a lot. And I, so I don't know if that was it. I wondered myself. I don't know. But I knew that I had this sense that I was somehow special. I don't know why. Because <laughs> I was just this poor little girl, practically ragged, you know, walking around the streets of a little town. But I just thought somehow I was special. And I kind of lost track of that a little bit through my teen and late teen, early 20s as I was partying and got involved in other things. But I think once I settled down, it, it came back to me that I, I was somebody special destined for great things. And by darn, I was going to go wow. figure out how to do that and make it happen. But, you know, it's not ever too late. You know, we started with so beneath the bar. We, were, we had so little. It took quite a while to start making things come together. Not the marriage so much, but some of the, the financial things. But it's never too late. I have clients in their 50s who are turning their lives around and finding some of the same things. Never too late. Not too late. I wonder if others are feeling, yeah, I remember being a little kid and thinking I was special and thinking that good things could come my way. <laughs> I hope they are. Yeah. I hope they are. I hope everybody feels like they're special and they deserve really great things in life. Wouldn't Li- that be great? Yes. Life Mastery is the book Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. And you say in this book... This is really making me think. To be happy, we should always be trying to better ourselves. Right. That's the key to happiness. It, it took a while for it to really completely formulate in my mind, but I would speak to audiences and, uh, and explain this theory that we're all here. I guess it's a theory. I think it's a fact that we're destined to be happy. That's what we all really want is to be happy, have peace and be happy. Uh, but then I'll say, and people will agree with me in the audiences, because I do a very interactive, I want to speak, I'm very interactive. We'll talk about it. People will, yeah, they'll agree. Yeah, I think that's right. But then I'll say, what makes people happy? And they're stumped. Even the most you know, thoughtful audiences are a little bit stumped. They can't quite put their finger on it. But this is it. It's when we're moving forward. You think about it. When you're moving forward and things are happening and you're doing, you're moving forward, you're happy. When you're stagnant or stuck or sliding backwards, you're not happy. It's moving forward, but it has to be a well-rounded forward. It can't just be in one area. I'll just be really successful over here while other things are slipping. That's not going to be happiness. But if we're moving forward as a whole person, we're happy. So what are all the parts that should be moving forward? Well, interestingly enough, I think physically I've learned, I didn't think this at the beginning, even when I had my fitness business, but I think we have to feel like we have some command over our physical self. We're working on being fit and eating well and strong and lean, strong, healthy, sexy, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that feels good. I think there's some command over the physical self is, is a good place to start. And then we have a, I like what Ryan Holiday said. He said, said if our bodies all of a sudden went numb, we'd be so alarmed. But people everywhere work, walking around with their spiritual self numb, and they don't, they're not even concerned to even recognize it. So to make sure that we're alert spiritually and have a spiritual peace, relationships, education, we have to be learning all the time. Our brain needs to be fed with information and, and knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And then our, our vocation, money, lifestyle, and then character. Character came to me later. I've been teaching seven aspects for a long time, and I always thought something was kind of missing you know like yeah but what about when i want to be 
a little kinder or I want to be more honest or maybe I could see where I could brush up my language or I'd like to be a person who stands up for other people. Some of those kinds of character things, I thought, where do we put those? How do we set those kinds of goals? So late in the game, I added character, which probably really in many ways is the foundation of all of it, right? right? The person that we are. Where do we work on who I am as a human being? I think it's the lifestyle, the lifestyle that we're designing, which means that we're enjoying life now, not just waiting for some future day to enjoy the fruits of our labor, and then creating a future as well. Life mastery, personal progression toward an infinite potential. Mm-hmm. Sherry Sterling Fernandes is our guest. Sherry, sounds like a big mountain to climb, but I guess it is the mountain that we climb all the days of our lives. So give us <laughs> yeah. a first easy step. Uh, The first easy step, it's interesting that most of my clients will start with this same kind of handful of things. Again, a lot of it's physical. Let's say I already have that one down. They're trying to get in the habit. Maybe they exercise, they work out, but they can't quite keep the habit routinely. So that would be a really good place to start if you're not doing that. A lot of people who are spiritual people want want to add prayer or some spiritual practice meditation something to their daily routine. So the first thing to do is to start with a habit that you don't already have. It's the only habit you have is brushing your teeth. You start, you add one to that. I brush my teeth and I work out, or I brush my teeth and I meditate and add habits. It's all really about the daily habits because even though it sounds very mundane, it's those habits that add up up little by little to what we're achieving and who we're becoming. That's a great first step. So to look at your habits and you're on your way to life mastery. Add one and then add another one and Pretty soon you have these life skills, these life habits, Mm. the discipline that you can build your life on. What are some of your habits? I have a lot of them. (laughs) Um, I have a habit of daily prayer. I am a praying person, so I have a habit of daily prayer. I work out every day. I have a habit of reading uh, spiritual texts and also educational, motivational, because I'm in a field where I teach people all the time. Everybody should be doing whatever their field is. I'm sure you do this. You're always trying to be a little bit better. So I do that every day. So right now I'm working on getting 70 ounces of water. Um, I meditate every day. I get 14,000 steps every day. I, I track all these things. I do these things every day and I track them. I have about 10. Right now that I'm tracking. Great. That's amazing. How do you track them? Do you write it in your journal or? In part three of Life Mastery, I talk about tracking sheets. And so, and I'm really a big believer on these. I've made these available for years on my website. Whatever business I've had or whatever I've been doing, I've always made these available to anybody that wants them. They're available on our website. And it's just a tracking sheet where you list your daily habits that you want and the days of the week across the top. And then you just mark them off. Check if you do it. Except it's not required that day and a blank if you were supposed to do it and you didn't do it. It works like a charm. It sounds maybe very basic, but it works really well. I've been doing this for 40 years. All right. Where do we go to the website to get these sheets and find out more about the book? LifeMasteryInfo.com. The book is available on the website. You can get an autographed copy that way. It's also available on Amazon, of course. And it's LifeMasteryInfo.com. And there's tracking sheets. These personal assessments on there. You can opt for a 15-minute follow-up phone call on the assessment if you'd like to, no charge. And then there's a, a reading list, a suggested reading list on the website. Sherry Sterling Fernandez, spelled Fernandez, the book Life Mastery. She believed in her potential for greatness. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for tuning in to Shine On, the health and happiness show. Now meet Mark Lewis. Mark, a businessman and a business coach, and he found his path to success observing the golden rule. His book is called Give a Damn, The Ticket to Cultural Change. How did he find this path? 
Well, you know, several years ago as a business coach and leader uh, and everything that I saw in the environment, I just got fed up with the way people were thinking and how we become a self-centered society and more of a selfish society. And I decided that uh, we needed to find a way to change how people think, because if we can think about what we can do to help other people, life improves for everybody. And so I wanted to get that message across. And I wrote the book and have a lot of research and statistics in there that shows that when you do those kind of things to help other people, everybody wins. You live longer, you have a happier life, and people just don't seem to get it. Yeah, I know it's a pretty simple idea that if you help others, you yourself will succeed or you yourself will be uh, blessed for it. But it sounds simple, but there's a lot of intricacies because you can't be a miserable person and then just go out, you know, and give food to the poor or something. It really doesn't work that way. It's not a payment thing. So how does it work? Well, basically, I think there's two avenues. A lot of people have a hard time understanding what their actions do and what effect it has on other people because they think more internally. They don't think externally. And so what I'm trying to do is to think about what external actions that we have that we engage in the marketplace or with other people, and we don't have a tendency to think about that. Our tendency is what's in it for me? What can I do to help serve my own self-interest? And in the end, that's okay when it comes to maybe uh, the common things that we need to do in everyday life. But once you get outside our internal domain, we need to think more about what our effect and our actions have on other people. And the perfect example of this is, you know, the COVID-19 and the vaccination. Uh Uh-huh. Tell me more. So my thought process, it's not when you think about getting vaccinated and people say, well, I don't want to get vaccinated. There's a lot of data and research that says vaccinations improves lives. You have a better chance of uh, living. And it's not about you get vaccinated because you could have a, be a carrier and then give it to somebody else. You would want to give COVID-19 to your best friend or to your mom or a dad. So you get that vaccination because you don't want what you're doing and having COVID-19 portray in other people. So if we can think about what we can do internally as it comes to our loved ones, then we have a better feel as to what we should do and, and do the right thing. Yeah. I've seen working here in radio for many years, I've seen the most successful radio salespeople because radio is powered by, you know, advertising dollars. That's what pays the bills and keeps the uh, lights on. And the best and most successful salespeople are the ones who really fall in love with their clients and say, I'm going to find the commercials, just the right commercials to play just at the right time for just the right audience so you succeed. Those are, they they end up being the most successful salespeople. You know, and it gets upon what you can do to provide value for the individual. So when you think about, and I did that when I was working with IBM. I have a perfect case in this. When I was with IBM, I had come out with some equipment, and equipment was not powerful enough to be able to serve the customer. And this guy wanted to order order the equipment. It would have been great to meet my my quota. But I said, Mike, you have to stop. We're not there yet. I don't want you to order this machine. He wanted to. I said, you can't. I want you to wait till the machine gets more powerful. Uh, He waited about six months. 
he got that more powerful machine. He was indebted and grateful. I could have made the sale, but it would have caused a lot of problems. But you're right. We need to provide the value. What can I do to make somebody more successful, help them along the line? Because when they're successful, that means I can... I'm successful, but you can't think what's in it for me. You have to think about what's in it that's best for you or the customer. We're talking to Mark S. Lewis. The book is Give a Damn, The Ticket to Cultural Change. And all of this is great and a slippery slope because you do also have to make sure you're taking care of yourself too, right? There's a balance there. You know, we have to provide for our own food and shelter and clothing and everything that goes to make life um, easy for us or as best as we can to provide for our own family. But then we got to get outside that box of thinking, you know, what's in it for me? What can I do that can serve my own self-interest? Once we can get outside that box, outside that slope, then we provide a value not only to society but to others, and everybody grows that way. And, and, and taking care of our own individual needs is very basic, but we've got to get out of that basic thinking process and going forward. Let's leave the workforce for a second and let's just talk to people and maybe have uh, find some in- ways to encourage them to live this kind of life outside of the workforce. Well, the basic thought, and it's very difficult, change is very difficult. I, I do presentations, I, I say, well, um, next time you, you brush your teeth, brush with your opposite hand or eat with your opposite hand or walk backwards to your car. Change is very difficult. The way we change is to think. Think about what our own actions have, and you have to continually remind yourself about that thinking process. I wrote the book to allow people to think, to continue and engage what they're doing and what kind of effect it has on other people. Now, that's so important. And by one thing that most people can do is they can go volunteer. They can see what kind of impact they might have on people, whether it's at a hospital or doing the kind of things that engage, which don't cost anything, but helps improve people's lives. You know, a simple thing would be like when you go to a grocery store and someone asks, how you doing? I always say, terrific. And they have a big smile on their face. If I can put a smile on somebody's face to help their life be a little bit better over and over again, that means I'm making a difference. And so your passion is to make the world a better place to be. And in the book, Give a Damn, you have your four reasons. You want to make each individual happy. You want to make more people happy. Uh, all around the world, and you also want to make the world a better place to live in, but you're also helping to find a cure for Lou Gehrig's disease? Yeah, so what I've done, uh, Steve Gleason, a lot of people know him. He's a famous New Orleans football player. He got ALS, and Steve has decided that this is what his purpose is in life. Because he got ALS, he wants to provide a better quality of life for those people who have ALS and hopefully to find a cure. So 20% of all the proceeds towards the purchase of the book or any presentations I do on Give a Damn, the Ticket to Cultural Change goes towards helping Steve and his Team Gleason Foundation help people live better who have ALS and hopefully one day find a cure for it. Beautiful. All right, where can we go to find out more about you and your book? Well, the best thing they can do is to go to giveadamnbook.com. They can see all our initiatives. 
They can join the movement by taking the global accountability pledge, which means I pledge to do the right thing, to be responsible, to be accountable, to help others. Or they can buy the book at Amazon.com. Certainly, they, that's one option. Or send me an email at mlewis at giveadamnbook.com, and I'd be happy to help and uh, engage anybody who's interested. That's Mark Lewis, his book, Give a Damn, The Ticket to Cultural Change. He'd love to hear from you. Hi, it's Casey. I have to tell you, that little chat with Mark sent me down kind of a crazy rabbit hole. It got me thinking. I know I do, you know, good in the world because that fuels me. But I realized I could spend more time thinking about how everything I do and say affects other people. And that whole idea of thinking, would I want someone to do this to me or would I want someone to say this to me? I don't know. Got me thinking. Got me really thinking. I'm probably going to be nicer to my husband. Because <laughs> I never think about how well, how my words affect him. You know, I just let it fly. Thankfully, he's good with all that. And I was thinking too, it's such an easy litmus test when you're thinking, should I do this or should I do that? So easy to think, how would I like it? Right? I don't know. Got me thinking. And I was thinking, too, this do unto others as you would have them do unto you golden rule thing. It's a really simple litmus test, and I need to put that more in the front of my mind. So right away, I reached out to the world's greatest volunteers at the food pantry, and I said, hey, we're going to do a little exercise this week. Before you open the pantry, I want you to take a shopping bag and go outside, and then come in and have one of the other volunteers check you in, and then shop through the shopping experience at the pantry and then leave and above all else I want to know how it feels right because you can be doing good in the world and I think at the food pantry we're trying to do good in the world but can't we just go a little farther and think how does this feel to our shoppers are we doing it in the most convenient way are we thinking like a shopper I tell my bosses at the radio station all the time think like a listener if you're driving down the highway at 75 miles an hour and you call in to win a prize, you're not going to remember the date of the concert, <laughs> right? Please follow up with an email or even a snail mail if you're picking up tickets at the gate. I always say, think like a listener. Now I realize I need to think like a shopper, right? we got to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Oh, speaking of shoes... <laughs> We are still collecting shoes through Labor Day, and the money we raise from these shoes that we're actually selling to an organization, if we give them like 2,500 pair of shoes, they're giving us $1,000. We're painting the pantry with that money and really spiffing the place up. So we're collecting shoes through Labor Day at the market, the pantry, and boutique. Find out more at LetItShineOnline.com. And you know, we've got September and October coming your way at the market. We're going to be there, make it a fall festival. That's going to be a lot of fun. And as we head back indoors, I'm already making my list of Zoom guests. We'll start to get together on Zoom once again as we head back inside for the winter. I'm looking forward to that. But I'm not rushing it. I do plan on spending the next several weeks in the sunshine, in the pool, walking my dogs by the river, soaking in all that great, great chi 
under the sun. We're going to be under the tree Sunday at 11:11 under the big tree at the market. It's free and open to everybody. We've got a teacher this week who's going to teach us about um, sort of what our first guest was talking about, having a practice. And this is going to be a spiritual practice that we may work on together as a group. So join us under the big tree at the market on the river Sunday 11:11, or just follow along if you're not from around here. Just follow along on the Circle of Women page. That's a Facebook group. Okie doke. I look forward to seeing you there. Did I tell you our thought for the day? Our thought for the day is from Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr, the actress of all people. You know what she said? You can always get better. Nobody can stop you from getting better. And nobody can stop you from trying to make something right. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On. Shine On.